Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode 423 of This Week in League. I'm Matt. And I'm Jack. And I'm Glenn. How you going, boys? Great. Fantastic. Said said with all the enthusiasm that I would expect from you, Lenny. (laughs) What a a fucking... What a weekend. You're just like, great. Great. How can you not be excited after that weekend? Like, your footy team gets up. (laughs) Did you, the bo- yeah, your footy did team you, got up, Did mate. you watch the game? <laughs> the, the Boomers win. The Boomers won? The Boomers won Rose Gold. The first time is okay, you can say that okay, Boomers. Okay, Boomers. Like, and, and, yeah. and not be saying is an insult. <laughs> I, I, felt, I felt a fucking parallel, you know? Like, Nate's like the Paddy Mills of the podcast. You know, he's, he's culture. He's been there since the beginning. Here we go. Me Early be- grandstanding. Let's me, get it over with. Me being the new guy. I'm like Matisse Thibel coming in, just all energy and youth and enthusiasm. I hope you say Glenn is who I think you're going to say. Well, Glenn's the ball. <laughs> we can't. That's all right. Well, that's, well that's, that's, that's far more generous than saying he was Delhi. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hello, Delhi. It is, isn't it? Isn't it just? I tell you, the fire, the fires are fucking killed me on uh, not on Thursday. No, when mate, got no, it, it didn't no. fucking kill you because you're here and you're talking this shit, so it didn't yeah. kill you. Yeah, but that's not. So Nate. maybe go and get another fucking dose. That's Nate. It reanimated. Me. There's someone in, me, it, in a government. I'm lab. reanimated. I tell you, I have been so fucking exhausted over the last couple of days. It's kind of like a feeling like when you first open your eyes in the morning, you don't quite know where you are, except stretched out over an entire day. Mm. And so now um, I feel dealing but, with you cunts. Something fucking something cured me, Glenny. You want to you want you want to know what the medicine was? Tiger Town. Tiger Town. Oh my god, I was fucked tonight again. I could feel myself fucking going down like like the Hindenburg, and then and then someone in the in the WhatsApp group said, "Who's watching Tiger Town tonight?" And I looked at the time and it was seven twenty nine. I'm like, "Oh fuck, salvation is upon me." Flicked it over to Tiger Town, and oh my god, it's got me jazzed. It is just great television. It is great television, and this one um, covers about the well, covers the game against the cow- the Cowboys. The first time, the first one for Tommy's dying, Ugh. and then it goes through to the win against the Dragons and whatever. What happened after that? You got smashed by the Titans. This Titans scored like eighteen points in the first ten minutes. Yep. So, so the Titans, it goes it goes from the, the 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 loss to the Cowboys for Tommy's first commemorative day through to the loss versus the Titans. And so in between, you've got some joy there where you've got the win against the Dragons. And um, and I tell you, the only thing I didn't like about this episode, it's already like within the first three minutes, there's new video bits to extract for meme purposes already. 
but um, there, there are great ones in this episode. But um, the only thing I didn't like about it is they absolutely dogged Manly. And instead of having, you know, showing Madge having a brain aneurysm and uh, and kicking the shit out of him in the in the dressing room and stuff when Manly beat him forty to six, that game was basically set to like like epic epic depressing classical music and just footage of just Manly running in tryouts. Should have been try. set to Benny Hill and, and the scoreline just keeps ticking up. Oh, this episode also had the the game where Tom Burgess scores the try and drop the ball and Brooksy takes it all the way down the other end in golden oh, point to score and just the game. Oh fuck. <laughs> that shit was just great. I'll tell you what, there's although if you're a Tigers fan, it would be great to see the Dewey actually gives a shit out of all the players in that in that Surely you don't fucking watch the documentary bucket of afterbirth of, of of a franchise. Dewey after the game is just fu- like he's just fucking filthy. That that game is kind of like a focus on him as well. Like there's a lot of footage about like talk to him before the game. Yeah, okay. and um and and it's sort of he's like the the hero sort of moment of that game. But um he's quite funny too. Like when when um when was it, it was just before half time when. Well, no, just for full time when Reynolds went for that penalty to win mm. the game from like you know forty out over on the left, mm. and he's just and he's just there in front of Reynolds, just going, "Oh, you clutch, clutch, Renault, Renault, you clutch," <laughs> just talking That's shit right. to him, and then he missed it. Yeah, so it was quite funny. But um, yeah, oh, another great episode. Just I mean, interestingly enough, those the first uh, the first minutes of any of this show that my wife has seen, and after five minutes of the show, she said, "Look." I, I understand that I don't I don't know I don't know the culture of you know of, of like of like rugby league and that team. That's okay, but, Simone. Neither do but, I. But she but she said if I spoke to, if I spoke to <laughs> anyone who speaks to their staff like that is never going to get anything out of them. <laughs> And, and like with the hindsight of having an extra like three or four months of games evidence in front of us, like well you know. Maybe she could be the next head coach. I don't know how she turned those cunts around, but um, yeah, interesting times. With a but, uh, abacus. I tell you, I just I can't I can't recommend that show enough though. It's definitely like if you had an hour of time to watch something in a week, you would certainly like any time you're going to spend watching a bulldogs thing, something to do with the dogs, like just fucking swap it out and watch the watch the show instead. Because you're bound to you're bound to get more out of it. Dragons, anything that like the dragons sort of stuff. If like if it was a dragons, just just sacrifice that time, and then you know unless your team's playing them or whatever. But and if they are your team, well, you know my fucking condolences to you. But um, yeah, do yourself a favour, <laughs> Clenny. I can't believe you didn't watch. It. I can't believe you're not sweating on it each week. Uh, Getting pumped. I didn't get home from work until after it started. Had some dinner. Yeah. Read to my kid. Got myself okay, cool. tidied up. What I'm hearing is priorities and exactly. lack thereof. Exactly. Priorities exactly. are fucking well your priorities in line. Are, your priorities are all fucked up. <laughs> 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 um, oh, was there anything else we had to talk about before we got into the games? I can't remember. I don't think there's anything amazing. Nothing that we're not going to hit the news. We're not going to hit the actual game, the game parts. So fuck it, we're going into it uh, Thursday night, Suncorp Stadium, Newcastle Knights 28 defeated the Broncos 20. The Knights 28 came through tries to Jake Clifford, Mitchell Pearce, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Mitchell Barnett, and Inari Tuala. Clifford for conversions. The Broncos 20 tries through Tessie New, Corey Oates, Xavier Wilson, 
Herbie Farnworth and Osako, two of four conversions. I thought the Broncos started well enough in this game. Tessie knew, uh, put them on the front foot reasonably early, and he, he had a pretty good game, I thought, for the Broncos, Tessie knew. Looks um, to be like another player that play they're not going to be able to resign. Mm. Okay. Which is fucking hilarious. I mean, he's only like one of the bright, shining lights that have emerged over the last two seasons. Exactly. I uh, thought the, the game sort of turned in the Knights' favour when the Broncos starting to loosen, loosen up through the middle and, and Newcastle's halves. Uh, Mitchell Pierce, obviously, um, his first game back, and, and Clifford capitalising on the space and the fast play of the balls as a result of um, their dominance through the middle and they were then able to feed the, the edge back rowers, Barnett and Fitzgibbon. And Broncos didn't really find an answer for that. They scored tries and, and there was good yards on the edges through that and Newcastle kept going back to the well with that and and um, ultimately that's fucking brought them a victory. Yeah, and I mean, the Broncos threw on some points in there to make it look a lot more end, respectable yeah. or close, you know, closer than it actually was. But uh, this was a, this was a fairly comfortable night's win, all in all. But I, t- I tell you what, this does show next year the just just the direction that Adam Reynolds will give this Broncos team. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think, and and I know it's all you know hearsay now because you know nothing's happened, and he is also extremely injury prone. But I'm trying to think of a single signing, so you know signing, yeah, that's been as potentially influential as Reynolds to the Bronco. Just in terms of what it will mean for this group of players and their potential. I reckon they're a, a top eight team next year, just with his organisation. Cooper Cronk to the Roosters. They were already a fucking grand final level team though. Yeah. I mean, that was just, that's, that was just like fucking, you know, the Nets fucking buying Harden or something. Yeah. Like, it was like a, that was just pile mentality. But, um, I'll tell you what, he, he, an impactful signing, that, uh, you know, potential signing, that just, just keep, you, you, you're hearing it more and more. Woodsy, Woodsy back to the Tigers. Oh. <laughs> I know we touched on it last last episode, but you you just keep hearing it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be an impactful an impactful signing uh. on a club's fortunes? Oh, oh fuck. Yes. I hope they're still filming Tiger Town when um, he signs up. I was one. just about to say, can you imagine where they do the, you know, the, the closing sort of points when they they roll to black and it says you know Michael Maguire was uh, was sacked you know, after the filming of this episode, uh, Luke Brooks uh, had his contract torn up and shipped off to England. Right. Tigers then signed Aaron Woods <laughs> from the Sharks, yeah. and like a cockroach, Justin Pascoe survives. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is like one of those like fucking infrared green cameras <laughs> goes on pa- Pasco, like just gollumed up to, in a corner somewhere. Definitely don't want to hit that cunt with a black one. Although to be to be fair to to be fair to the, the Foxtel team who were editing this you know, Fox Sports who were editing this episode, I don't think I saw Pasco like a single frame in okay. episode two. There you go. So you so go. I I guess they've uh, taken my criticism on board from the first episode. <laughs> but yeah, on on this one, I, I feel the Knights are are a team that does the basics very well. You know, as, as you said, Glenn, that there was just plenty of meters up the middle, and then once they'd compressed them well enough after two or three mm. tackles, then their edge guys just went out and had an absolute fucking picnic. Yeah. And you know, Mitchell Pierce is a lot of things, especially at rep level. 
But again, a, a half that can just get in there and do the fundamentals exceptionally well at club level. Um, oh, he's like he, he's had he's had seasons well and truly where he is like you know legitimately like elite at club level. Yeah, yeah. And it's never translate. It's never translated to rep level, not once. But but like, if he, he's, you know, I just feel like if you viewed him purely. And if everyone viewed viewed him purely on what he actually did and the results he actually had at club level, yeah, the perception of him would be far oh yeah, way yeah, yeah yeah I agree. Yeah. I, I, you know the the fact that he continued to get picked for New South Wales when it was clearly a bridge too far for him. Yeah. Mm. He's, and, and great, look, the, there's a school grader. of thought. Uh, there's a school of thought that says it's not his fault that there was no one better. Mm. Yeah. You know? um, like, like some, sometimes you've got to have a lift. You know. Yep. In in if life is a fucking mixed six pack of soft drinks, sometimes the lift's got to come out. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that was the fucking Mitchell Pierce of analogies. <laughs> Fuck me dead. Um, so you're not a fan of lift? Is that, that's what that's what I'm hearing. Nah, fuck off. Anything of all the me. weird shit that you've got in your game, like that's a, that's a real. It's another layer. It's another know. layer for you. I love it. I, don't I love know. It. Um, just revealing yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's on the socials, Lachlan, in the Facebook group. Said, we've confirmed the Broncos are where they deserve to be. We've confirmed the Knights don't deserve credit. And we've confirmed that Oates is the same muscle twitch speed as my dead grandfather. By the time this comment is read, we've probably spent too much time on this game. Move on. <laughs> uh, Danny said, not the best of performances, but fuck it, I'll take it. On four days turnaround after last week's clusterfuck, a win is a win is a win. And that's probably not a, not a, a point that we should gloss over either. Obviously, with the disrupted round mm. last week, Newcastle wore it. You know, pretty well that they they had an incredibly short turnaround. Um, yeah. So for for their performance to be a little bit rusty would be forgivable. Um, Kevin Cook said the best thing in that game was Croft getting hooked. Ouch. Yeah, and uh, and he's been hooked across the across the the, the seas off to Salford to, to, to Glenn's favourite club Salford. <laughs> don't you s- don't don't you dog us by trying to say it correctly now after all these years, motherfucker. No, let him try because he'll probably say like Soilford or something. No, you know, he just he just said Salford. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> how, how dare you grow and learn? <laughs> uh, Sean Dog seventy on Instagram said. So the more I watch the Knights as a long time sufferer, the more I realise it means naught. There is no reason to celebrate this victory when clearly it means making eight like this <clears throat> first to be knocked out. I guess it's better than ninth. Fuck, that is very negative, considering where you guys were a couple of seasons ago. Mm. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Jesus. Surely you'd take seventh or eighth. Even though, even this year when they don't count, you know, even even this year when they, when they when seventh and eighth are in trouble. And it's and so far behind, like four games behind. Oh, it's, it's it's sixth. The, it's the fucking encouragement award. Cup mm. of, of the final series, but yeah, but still, I mean, I'll always, I'll always you know, sort of fall back on the oh, yeah, well, at least we made finals. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know what what you relate. You don't know what that feels I like. I don't, but, know, yeah. I don't understand that feeling. But I, I, you had a full head of hair I'll last time you saw that happen. Given that, that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you done with the socials done there? Done with the socials. Right, okay. The uh, Raiders 20 defeated the Dragons 12 at Seabus. The um, Raiders 20 came through tries to Rapina, Whiten, and Starling. Croker, three conversions and a penalty goal. Dragons 12 through tries to Finoy and Sims. Lomax, one conversion, one penalty goal. I thought Dragons built some early pressure off the back of Canberra errors um, and turned it into points. It looked like the, the Dragons were on in the first half. Um, as the game went on, I think Canberra were the more settled of the two sides, owing to some of the more experienced campaigners in in their side and, and high level rep rep guys. Um, touches of class from um, Whiten and also Williams in a pretty scrappy game was enough to to get the Raiders home. It it showed especially how badly they missed Ben Hunt. Mm. You know, when you look across the stat sheet for this game you would expect that the Dragons were dominant. They beat them in run meters. They beat them in uh, line breaks, like quite convincingly, four to one. You know, 34 tackle busts by the Dragons, but but just not that ability to capitalize on it. Mm. Where the, the thing that Ben Hunt's brought to them this year has been a calming influence. Yep. And I think as he gets further away from from 2015, uh, and and learns to to really just I guess run his own race. That that's probably one of the the best improvements in his game over the last couple of seasons. Is just how how composed he can be on a football field, and in exactly when to inject himself, when when to up tempo, uh, things like that. And and they just look rudderless without him. Yeah. Well, it's how long it's how long has it taken two dragons coaches? You know, consecutively, it's taken them like three fucking years to realize that Ben Hunt should be the seven. Yeah. 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 And on the field for eighty minutes, and not like you know fucking fourteen or a nine, and, yeah. you know all this bullshit they've That's been trying it. to mess around Look, with. At, at the risk of bringing up horrible memories for Ben Hunt, he That's all he right. has. I don't, I don't think he's listening. <laughs> he does have the ability. <laughs> not. I mean, he has copped it. <laughs> <laughs> and and you've seen it even this season with with games with the Dragons. In this game, they really needed someone to to step up and own a own a moment, and you saw mm. White and do it for the Raiders, and and ultimately that led to them winning the game. And I think Ben Hunt has done a lot of that this season over the last couple of seasons for the Dragons. He's actually st- stood up and and taken hold of a, of a moment and 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 provided a result. And the Dragons were looking and, and begging for someone to to do it in this game, and there was there was no one. Mm. Socials on that one. Rishi in the Facebook group said, Brilliant commentary on Fox. The Raiders dummy half doesn't notice the ball getting played. The Dragons dive on it. Fox commentator. That is Tiger-esque. (laughs) 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 Dan said, Dragons catching every break in this game. Ref and Bunker handing them a chance at every opportunity. Now, I'm assuming Dan's a Canberra fan here, but did you get the feel it was worthy of any refs faulting? No, no. There were there were a couple of games this weekend where I thought there was some um, some dodgy decisions, but I didn't get feel overall on this one at all. Mm. Uh, Jake said, also, surely it's time Tom Starling plays the full 80 and Josh Hodgson steps out of the nine role completely, which I don't disagree with. No, I'm happy, I'm happy for him to start... start uh, and then, yes, then bring Starling on and then, then keep Hodgson on the field. 
you know, sort of playing like they play, like like the like the Storm play cheese, I guess. You that's know, it. like that's it. Because he still he still has he still has stuff to offer that side, especially the way they're going at the moment. I mean, they don't have that much mm. creativity there. And I I don't I, was say, I don't mind him as a lock. Yeah, it, it gives one more layer of of unpredictability. Yeah, and yeah. I I still think that's the the next great evolutionary opportunity for the game. Is so you remember when Camp Smith came along, and and before that you know hookers would kick occasionally, but it was never something that was a major part of their game plan. And Camp Smith came out with with this deft kicking game. He had his little short stabs in if they were close to the line, or or he had the big clearing kicks if they were in trouble, and it, it was yep. revolutionary because the hooker would kick. I think having more players across your team that have the ability to to surprise a defence. Yep. We just need one genius coach to do it. My money's on Madge. Someone just needs to get a message to him. He can turn the West Tigers into a premiership contender. Turn the- Luch into the fucking the, the fucking grubber machine. <laughs> Luke Brooks <Fuck>. at lock. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sheezy's oh. back. Sheezy's back in the fold. That's it. Yep. That's the time uh, Sheezy will, Sheezy will have fucking fucking Luch and BJ on the on the wings <laughs> in no time. <laughs> Uh, Nat said, Dane Sticky Murray, typing up a thank you letter to Paul Vaughan for the barbecue as we speak. <laughs> uh, Canning.c on Instagram said, The sad thing is, if you offered most of those Dragons players a redo of this whole barbecue fuck up and ruining their season, they'd probably still do it again and again. Yeah. You are not wrong. You are not fucking Barbecue's wrong. awesome. That's it. Playing for the Dragons, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking binary situation here, isn't it? <laughs> On to the next one. Oh, you, okay, the uh, Rabbitohs 40 defeat the Eels 12 at Seabus. The uh, Rabbitohs 40 came through uh, double to Mansour. Uh, Gagai, Murray with tries, Jackson Paulo a double, Reynolds six conversions, two penalty goals, defeating the Eels 12 through tries to Mike Sivo and Wanga Blake, and Gutherson two conversions. Tale of two teams and their respective confidence levels at this stage of the season, I thought this game. <coughs> Para had zero answers for, for South attack and who and South obviously playing with a tremendous amount of confidence and then in response Para had no confidence to play to their own attacking strengths and, and try and answer what South were doing and um South in the end run away with it and Para were a bit too a bit too timid. Um I think as we head into the finals and, and Wherever Parramatta may finish within the eight, they certainly been, seem to be on a fair slide at the moment, and they've got a tough run into the finals. But you know, for all the talk about King Gutho, this um, and he's obviously viewed as a as you know a senior leader amongst a playing group. We'll really see a true test of Gutherson and also Moses' leadership qualities, or lack thereof, as the Eels round out their season. Heading mm. into the finals, he was unsighted in this game, yeah. except when he was taking conversions. Yeah, and it was, and it only struck me after the game. I was just thinking, was like, what the fuck? What the fuck was Gutho? Like he was literally unsighted. Yeah, because they're in a in they're in a, a hole, and and they mm. they would look at the draw that they've got coming up, and that, it wouldn't fill them with, um, with any sort of confidence that they're going to finish with yeah. a flurry. Yeah, they've yeah. lost Reed Marnie now. It's it's For the on. Season. Yeah, it's on Gutherson and Moses in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, as the guys that the rest of the playing group clearly look to, mm-hmm. um, to pick them up and forge something other yeah. than a straight sets finals exit. I would love for a club 
to stand up here because you see that Gutho's put a $1 million demand for his yeah. new contract on Parramatta. Now, take that with a grain of salt because there's obviously some, you know, some yeah. media. Allegedly, rugby league, rugby league media, blah, That's blah, it. you know, all those caveats but, in place, but yeah. But, you know, it, where, where there's smoke, there's fire. I would yeah. fucking love a club to come out in public and say that he means the world to us. We love having him at the club. Blah, 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 all that fluffy bullshit. Mm. But say we're not we're not paying a million dollars for someone that hasn't done anything. You know, if if he had been part of a premiership winning side mm. somewhere else and yeah. brought that experience to our club, if he excelled at representative level, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, it it really does speak to, and it, I reckon Parramatta will end up paying it. I reckon they'll pay it and. I don't know if they can afford it. To be honest, yeah, um, they got they they got they they got um fucking Isaiah Papali for nothing this year, mm-hmm. and he, like I think they've got him for like literally one hundred twenty grand. So he's going to need an upgrade. He's going to need to double, if not triple, his pay packet mm-hmm. for the way he's gone this year, mm-hmm. and others. So I, I yeah I don't know if they can afford to because because I think Gutho last time it was funny because it felt when I saw this million dollar thing coming out, I was like wasn't it like just yesterday when he was fucking talking about going back to Manly and using that to kind of you know drive his price up for yeah. Parramatta yeah that's it and but as it turns out that was two years ago and yeah, it was shit. a two year deal he signed for yeah it was a two year deal he signed which expires which is why this has come up again now mm. and um and I think last time he was asking for like seven fifty. And he didn't even get that much because they he sort of stayed for unders kind of thing. And yeah, so right. the million the million this time comes out because you know allegedly he's he's sort of saying, look, I I stayed for unders last time, but this time it's going to take close to seven figures to yeah fuck. To keep me around. Mm. I mean, I'd like to see if he's got any other suitors at any other clubs of that price mm. though as well. You know, who I don't know. I you know Tigers would probably pay it. Not even joking. They, they probably would. They do need it. A reliable non-biscuity fullback. Oh fuck, he did. Oh, that's Don't he missed the rest of the season. He's probably played more games than Dylan Edwards at the end. <laughs> Counting finals that the Tigers aren't going to have available either. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the best thing about Dylan Edwards. <laughs> um, Think about it though. For for all, you know, who what what is Gutherson's overriding? Outstanding talent. Well, and Jay, you think put it best this. when you say there's so many players on the eels that do things slightly above average. That's the epitome yeah. of Clint Gutherson. Yeah, slightly above average. Yeah. Well, you don't get a million dollars a year if you're slightly above average. You do if you're the best above average guy. But is he? I don't know. Again, look, looking at that team, a it's the position he plays. So if, if you look, if you look at a team, your money spent on your spine. That, yep. That's where the big dollars are, right? And then may, maybe your second row in most clubs. Mm. Yeah. You know, the, just by by virtue of the position he plays, he's already going to earn more than most. Yeah. Fair. Then when you look at the fact that he, he knows and his management sure as shit know that he's a cult hero, he's mm. a fan favourite, it, it's just the level of bargaining power they've got. Mm. You know? Just cast your mind to the, into the looking at the crystal ball and 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 say like say he ends up at the Tigers and like do you think the Tigers would be a better team or a worse team if you had someone behind the line 
calling people spastics and asking them what the fuck they were doing, cunt. Like you imagine, just, like do you think do you think the do you think the right the right side defense <laughs> would benefit more <laughs> from being called on their bullshit before the video session on the Tuesday? Do they get called in the video <laughs> session though, Nathan? That's the issue. I don't know. We haven't seen we haven't seen any video session stuff, but I'll tell you, Madge had some home truths in the in the dressing room after the Titans game. He was fucking not happy. Two individuals. <laughs> Or to the there was some there was well. yeah there were there, no there was some there was there was uh, there was uh, one one person singled out I'm not going to spoil it I'll leave it to you to oh watch. fucking please but, tell um, me it was Noffa but, um, not if it was Glenn was... shut your eyes not if it was Noffa <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, can uh, I can deal with spoilers that's all good no no, no so yeah you, it's I expected Nathan <sighs> was it David Noffa Luma or was it not for fuck's sake can you can you can you remind me Glenn what which which round was it. When Noffa came out and and said that shit about the A and B defenders and Moses Umbai hanging him out, oh. heaps heaps later than what would have been. Yeah, I know, yes. I know it's later. I know it's later. I want to when, say when it's, a, it? it's at least a month ago. Oh, cause I can't wait to see when that comes around if that's actually addressed at all because fuck it should be and um, but yeah, surely yeah, surely that sort of thing is addressed behind closed doors with zero cameras. Surely. It was funny. There was in, in the after after he did the Titans game or I think it was the Titans game, he sort of walked through the dressing room and he's like, shut the curtain, shut the curtain. And so I thought, okay, that's what that means that the cameras for the documentary aren't allowed in there and the curtain shut. The the curtain shuts and the, cams- the shot cuts. Yeah. Next thing the shot's inside the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> so so they've got fucking all they got the yeah. they got the fucking gold backstage pass. Super Pasco. Like, um, they get everything. There. But just to finish anyway, off we're getting this off game. Track here. We're talking about two other teams. Yeah. So. To, to finish off on this game, South Sydney are doing that Wayne Bennett slowly, slowly, upwards, upwards yeah. at the right time to get into the finals. But it, it's got very them, obvious that they the are perfection. ticking well and truly up. But yeah. but they're one of those teams. that That's their whole MO. Like, again, their left side attack doesn't do anything revolutionary. Mm. It, it's not like Cody Walker has the fastest, fucking longest spiral pass that the game's mm. ever fucking seen. They're yeah. doing very fucking simple things. Mm. They're just yeah. executing perfectly. It's just and- the variations, I think, so, certainly with Cody yeah. Walker. It's the variation, so no matter what a defender does, no matter how good that defender may be, yes. when they a make a decision, he's he's got an answer to yeah. that. Yeah. And, yeah. and the execution, as you say, when he says, okay, we're going to fucking option E... Yeah. The execution of the players, him and the players around him, is yeah. fucking outstanding. And Latrell Mitchell looks like he's operating fucking three speeds above mere mortals yeah. in in terms of what he can do. It's like it's like you remember that bit in in Justice League where the Flash is running around and he's going at fucking super Flash speed. <laughs> so the whole rest of the world's in slow motion. Yeah. And then Superman just turns his eyeballs and looks at him. <laughs> Latrell Mitchell looks like he's just fucking. He could step around people and just readjust you know, where defenders are so he can come back and run between them. <laughs> the season he's having, just in terms of now what he's developed with his body control, with how he understands you know, impact and, and what he can and can't absorb and what he can swerve away from and push off of, it's a fucking scary prospect. Mm. You know, I, I don't know anybody one-on-one who would be his physical match, you know. 
like maybe like maybe a Mike Acevo, maybe. Um, yeah, well, apart from Nathan Cleary, but yeah, it's scary fucking season he's having. Let's just talk about a guy who can get on the field. Good guy fronts up. Anyway, hit some socials. We've talked about four hundred things other than this game. <laughs> Voodoo Rock, <laughs> Voodoo Rock on Twitter said, "I pay closer attention to my lawn edges than Brad does to our team's edges. <laughs> Different weeks, same shit." Uh, Chris in the Facebook group said, "Dunster getting burnt by Mansour, just retire." <laughs> oh, and this is the thing. Like, I mean, it's. it's not slagging Dunster. I mean, that, this is the fucking best game Mansell's played in. He was fucking legit great. Yeah, quite some time. And I mean, like, and and obviously he was, you know, very, very, uh, you know, beneficially positioned on the end of that left hand side. But he 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 played fucking great. He did exactly. He's the guy. Well, I've seen old guys fucking, hmm. you know, still but perform. That, that that's always been Mansell. Like he'll try his guts out. He'll he'll do what you tell him to do, but. But again, my issues with him came when it was time for him to go above and beyond, when it was time for him to lead and, and mm. be an example. If he's just out there with a job to do, fucking no one better. No one better. But, uh, John said, we get to play three out of the top four teams in the comp before the finals actually start. It's almost a blessing. You get to mentally toughen yourself up and sharpen your skills against the best in the comp. Think we're taking advantage of it? Not a fucking chance. <laughs> More lethargic bullshit in both attack and defense, getting completely exposed. And in all honesty, why wait until September to start questioning if Brad Arthur is the right man for the job anymore? Exactly. That's it's- exactly the point I was just about to make. If the Eels continue to slide mm. and just get bundled out of the finals, do questions start getting asked of Arthur? I mean, it happened, it's happened like the last couple of years, hasn't mm. it? So, I mean, they should. It's not like he hasn't been on thin ice previously. You know? Yeah. Has he ever been, though? Yeah, he, yeah. But, he, but he dragged them out of the spoon uh, when they were coming through the the the, the aftermath of the the board you know, directors, and all the fraudulent shit, yeah. shit, and the yeah, the paper bags and all that thing. You know? Yeah. So, so I think that would have built up a little bit of credit or leeway. But I mean, he must be close to exhausting that now at this point, right? Mm. I mean, it's a results-driven business. <laughs> And and it's not good enough to be like the fucking minor premiers and you know or, or beat you know the storm or beat Penrith in round four or something, and then you know slide from like you know a solid second or third down to like you know potentially sixth mm. by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, wow. So the uh, Warriors eighteen defeated the uh, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks sixteen. At Seabus on Saturday, the Warriors tries to DWZ, Reese Walsh and Ewan Aiken. Uh, Reese Walsh, two conversions and a penalty goal, defeating the Sharks 16 through tries to Connor Tracy, Britton Nakora and Will Kennedy, with Braden Trindle getting a two of three conversions. Is this, I'm not going to say all time because all time is a long time, but this is definitely this year, and I'm including other teams that have had comical ends to games, this is the dumbest fucking loss I've seen this year, hands down. Yeah, I, and I think "dumb"s the operative word, as as opposed to comical. Like I, I know you can. Oh, pl- it was plenty comical too. Okay, but... you, you can't have the most comical end to a game um, between two teams, none of which are the West Tigers. That, 
Yeah, yeah. The West the West Tigers are one and two with the fucking daylight behind them for the <laughs> comical finishes the game. Choose take choose your Luke Brooks length of the field try. Yeah, that gets called back. Yeah. Choose yeah. me. Yeah, but this one you having a penalty to the, to the English two point field goal before they actually existed. Yeah, which is comical. You know, yeah, and the, Terry Lamb doing it back in the day against Newcastle yeah, as well. This was There's one for the old heads, <laughs> and for the OGs, and probably goes to show what what Cronulla are, are missing. And it's very similar to if you look at the Broncos; they're both sides who, on paper, have enough talent in various aspects with very different styles of gameplay, but enough talent on the park. To be able to get in and put teams away, you know, on on most weeks, but they have a sum total of fucking zero leadership out there. Mm. There is no one who's going to give them any direction. There's no one who's going to pull their heads in when they start to get loose or veer away from a game plan, and it just ends up being a being an every tackle game, as in they'll they'll try something every tackle or. Or just wait, wait for the miracle, or, or throw these huge, big play balls. The, there's really nothing cohesive about the performance they put in, and it, and it summed up in fucking refusing to take the two when you're down by With two. Five minutes to go. Yeah. Like Crazy. the fucking mentality. I just don't understand the. I wish there was. I wish it was Sharky Town, so we could get the on-field audio and the discussion between the box and the trainers and the guys on the field, just to just to get like a baseline understanding of what the fuck went on with that decision making there. Well, apparently Josh Hannay has come out and you know, claimed responsibility for it, as if it was a fucking no. terrorist attack. <laughs> coaches, coaches, it wasn't far well. off. <laughs> well. It, was, it it certainly it certainly leveled the leveled the fucking foundations of their of their premiership uh, finals aspirations. <laughs> Made a lot of white people want to go to war. <laughs> yeah, so jo- Josh Hannay pulled up a pulled up a fucking Tarago full of fucking pool chemicals, right right out of, right out the front of their fucking premiership hopes and dreams, and uh, they fucking let it rip. <laughs> Oh, so who's going to claim the murder of Will Chambers then, <laughs> and have him buried at okay, sea? That was, that was the only that, that was the only high point. Because the thing is, I mean, say what you will, will about Will Chambers. I mean, he's a f- fucking dickhead. But I love yeah, you know me. I fucking I love I love shithousery. I love it. I fucking love it. You live it. You build your life on it. Oh, I tell you, I I just fucking love it. And to see a man in his absolute fucking shithousery prime. Back to back weeks, making an absolute cunt of himself, <laughs> <laughs> and this time he had the he, he ripped off Marcelo Montoya's shoe and threw it into the fifth row of an empty stadium. <laughs> like we, that, that, was, that was bringing back the old Jimmy. Maloney I was going to say it's an old, old Maloney trick, <laughs> and um, yeah, but I don't think Maloney ever fucking threw it that far into the stadium. He, he he sort of just yeeted over to the sideline, but. <laughs> Or at, at the worst, James at that time, there was actually people in the crowd to chuck yeah. it back. <laughs> That's what makes it even worse because the shoe was that the boot wasn't coming back anytime soon because there was no one there to collect it. So they would yeah. have to get someone to jump the fence or so security to come down the thing. And mm. you know, like imagine, but then he had, imagine um, having to be the, the bloke that gets to, mate. You're gonna have to go get that fucking boot. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then fuck. he had. And, but as a res, as a result, though, he has he has harvested about. What five six weeks suspension? Yeah, 
out of Warriors players yeah. just for getting in their heads. Yeah. Like, and he, he's like he, he absolutely ran. He, he fucking puppet mastered Kane Evans to perfection. Had Kane Evans sent off to what to bin twice. Yeah, yeah. In in a single game, yeah. he was so head fucked. Uh, so look, while while I you know accept that he's a he's a dickhead, but. I love masterful displays of shit house and like where, I mean, he got his come up, and so I guess in the sense that they didn't win the game, but that's 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 literally it, and, though. And that's the most <laughs> telling thing. It, it's all good and well to have that Will Chambers guy on your team, you know. For for God's sake, I, like I love Jerome Luai more than anybody else on the planet, and and he is a fan. I don't know if you've noticed, he's a fan of the niggle. He's uh, you think, can, yeah, can get chirpy. <laughs> Now and again, I mean, I mean, he pretty much was, you know, the, the entire Queensland motivation for, for the entire Origin series after that photo of him spraying the uh, fleas kafusi. I love it; it's up on my wall. Um, <laughs> but for again, here's that thing: there's no cohesion within Cronulla. You see reports today that yeah. that his own players are off him. Mm. Yeah, Shithouser is great if it's part of an overall. Um, not not a strategy, but people know that you're going to go out there and do that. Mm. And they're like, okay, he's just fucking put Kane Evan off. And this is the thing is, the week, before, the week before it was the week before it was Dylan Walker, and so in both in both situations, he's made a special project of himself to try and unsettle a bench player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's there's no fucking return to that. But like, but again, the rest of the team, it, it's not as if Kane Evans goes off twice in a fucking yeah. game and Cronulla's used those times to to pile on a couple of tries and put the game out of the Warriors' reach and, and yeah. really fuck them mentally. And same yeah. thing if he gets Dylan Walker off the field, Manly's more happy than the fucking yeah, that's than exactly. the Sharks. That's true. Exactly. I mean, Kane Evans is – I mean, the, the Warriors have had so many people, you know, returning home to bubbles and, you know, injuries and, and all that shit. Yeah. And, like, Kane Evans is still, like, the worst player Yeah. in their 30. I'll tell you what, though. I uh, am currently looking at real estate on uh, on Walsh Island. I mean, he's he's got a bit of hype train about him. This is not so unlike you. What, what I don't. Understand. I know. Is it because he's so beautiful? It, no. Are you in love with him? No. <laughs> you look at those beautiful lashes. And and if Are I you was wearing mascara, <laughs> if I was, there wouldn't be anything wrong with that. Um, but it just seems like you actively seem to reject these sorts of. Players in these situations, I re- That's all. I reject the hype. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but but he seems to play with that exuberance and youthful energy that that really is infectious in a team. Mm. And this is that Warriors side who you know list off the reasons that they shouldn't have won their games the last two weeks. Mm. Yeah. You know, uh, club legend and. And probably best player retires early. You know, was yep. going to go goes early. Um, news that their their star half recruit for next year's fucking done every ligament in his lower body and is facing eight years on the fucking sideline to rehabilitate himself. <laughs> you know, all, all of this stuff, but but they keep you know, finding ways and. And I do like still that in our game, and yeah, you know, look, it's never going to happen. They're never going to go out and beat the Melbourne Storm, uh, but but in these matches, there is enough in effort and and I guess will mm. that that it can pull teams up a level. 
says something about you know what he how he must conduct himself Walsh at you know training and on the field that you know some of the older heads you know mm. and guys that have played a lot of first grade you can tell they look to him yeah and and they and they're they're pumped up by yeah. him so it's um yeah there's all and obviously more to him than just the hype you know look you, you look at the difference that, that's been made at the Panthers by this new generation of players coming in. Mm. And exactly as you just said, Glenn, the, the way that the old heads get on board, um, yep. I think this is an exciting opportunity for the Warriors. And almost like... Look, and you know, you, Sean Johnson's talent is undeniable. But if you're the Warriors now, have you made the right call in buying back a previously disgruntled injury-prone, you know, unproven half as opposed to sticking with this young, energetic combo that you've got coming through? I think the fan base generally is pretty happy that Johnson's coming back. No, I'm not saying yeah. that, but they're, they're unhappy. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not, I agree with what you're saying, the sentiment in that, you know, should they be happy? <laughs> Because you know it's it's more you might get do you get two good years out of out of Johnson if that if he stays do, healthy which is that's a question it. Do you mark. get more than half a season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas these young guys, do you take the the lumps of the inexperience and the you know as they develop? Sean, Sean Johnson is like Adam Reynolds had a baby with haemophilia. <laughs> Fucking hell. I think he's just. There. I think he's there just to fill the Kiwi talisman role that Tuivasa-Sheck occupied. Yeah, okay. And a bit of experience and an old head, you know, for a team that, like you said, has got some young, you know, good young guys. Nice. Um, and just like Sean Johnson's hamstrings, the socials on this game are absolutely fucked because I've just deleted them by accident. So no socials. <laughs> <laughs> so be it. The. Uh... <laughs> Control Z, no. Apple Z. Wish we could do. Wish we could do that to New Zealand as a country. <laughs> Delete. Serious? Not what they, required. What they do to you? Not required. This is this is about the 2011 finals, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, it's about two weeks ago. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Take your fucking pick. <laughs> Uh, the Panthers 20 to feed the Roosters 14. Uh, the Panthers 20 tries to uh, double to Burton. Uh, Momorovsky gives a try. Burton, two conversions, two penalty goals. Roosters 14 tries to Victor Radley, Joseph Manu, Daniel Tupo, and uh, Kieran, one of three conversions. I was, impressed, I was impressed with this win, but I was also impressed with how, how they got the win. As in, this is a team that is nowhere near its final form. You know, they still had a lot of outs in this game, crucial outs. But it's close enough to its final form that losing this game would have been extremely damaging, you know, to mm. to their mental going on for the rest of the season. And there were a couple of points where, you know, you, you could tell that they were fatigued. And the team as a whole looks like fitness is and, and not not an issue per se. Like there's there's a lot of other clubs out there that are that are nowhere near as fit as them. But they're not in that cruise mode for eighty minutes that they have been for a lot of the season. So it's starting to wear on them. And 
it was when they were in those moments and the roosters surged that that I was happiest in, in terms of what they produced in defence. So the the roosters have this wonderful ability as a club to do things together. And just as I've mentioned, you know, the, the Sharks and the Broncos lack any sort of cohesion. That's one of the strong suits in the Roosters' game plan is that when it's time to go up and bring the intensity up and try and gain the ascendancy in a match, they do it together and they, they do it automatically. And it doesn't seem to be one or two guys trying to drag the rest of the playing group with them. It's yeah. like it's almost like a, a fucking nod and a right A we're on and mm. everyone yeah. lifts. <laughs> exactly. That's it. And, and that's fucking dangerous if you're trying mm. to defend against that because, you know, you, you can essentially handle one or two guys, you know. Okay, cool. These guys are going to be hard on us for, for a couple of sets and as long as we can shut that down, then, then we've escaped this wave. But when everyone's got to be on their toes, it it's really obvious when people aren't there mentally in defence. Uh, and, and I thought they did a good enough job of that. They probably got a bit of a shock, I think, you know, after Burton scored his length of the fielder where he's gone and absolutely fucking snapped Tedesco's ankles. Um, but at, at, at that stage, I think it, then they seemed like, oh, yep, okay, cool, we're back, we're on cruise control, here it is. But there was no way they actually had the upper hand in the game at that point, and it didn't phase the Roosters that Penrith threw on the scoreboard first, and they just kept throwing at them and throwing at them and throwing at them and throwing at them. And for them to climb back into this game and then to have the Roosters come back at them at the back end and for them to have to hang on, that mm. I think is the sort of stuff that you can build on um, because they need to start their ramp up. You know, All the other top-end clubs have started preparing for the finals and Penrith still looks scrappy in patches and still look as if they're, they're not 100% sure you know what what direction they're going in, um, but these that, wins, that's fair. These wins are valuable considering their main provider of directions. Not one hundred percent, one hundred percent it is. It's. I mean, I felt like this was a real iron sharpening iron kind of game for for yeah. both sides, but in in particular Penrith, and and I think um, they'll, in my opinion, they'll get a lot out of winning. Just wanted to ask your thoughts though. Like when is Cleary? When do you think Cleary is officially due back? I know his named extended last week. Yeah, he he was named named last week, and and again, it's everything on their socials, and and it, that's you know re- really all we're, we're doing at the moment. We're fucking guessing. Yeah, and everything, everything on their socials seems to be centered around pictures of him training. Mm. So so whether that's just to fucking shut people up. Or whether it actually yeah. means that he's. When do you bring him back? Do you just? They want. I mean, they want him fucking. I. You know, and I'd bring him back grand final or like the yeah. qualifier. If they lost the first game yeah. I'd, in the finals, I'd bring yeah. him back. I, 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 because I like you go looked, that far, I would saw what happened to Reed Marnie. Yeah. If 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 he fucks it, that's it. Yeah. That's the season. It's done. It's all done. You know. So so you really want to be fucking sure. And yeah. I, mean, I, I was is, thinking you know, shut him shut him down for the regular season. Bring him yeah. in week one. Mm. Yep. I mean, the minor premiership like appears to be probably gone at this point because I think, you know, South's playing too well, Storm playing too well. Yep. Just fucking concede, concede you know, that, the you know, which is a non-event kind of prize anyway, you know, really. Yep. I mean, top four is all you need. 
Yep. Um, I'd probably con- I'd concede that wrapping in cotton wool, working through it, and then you know see your first week of the finals. Yeah. Yeah. All good and well, but then there's also what that does to the rest of the team. It means that Burton's not in the centres week in, week out, forging that combination. And I know he's a good enough player that that he can pop up anywhere. But yeah, but if he comes, if he comes back and fucks his shoulder, I mean, that's it. Yeah, the season's the season's over, and and it and it will plummet like it it will go, it will go straight to the fucking nosedive into the ground too because the team morale about knowing he's 100%. not coming back that, that straight and, like, sets. and seeing that him fucking die sets. on field. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's so. Look, it's an interesting fucking um, dilemma for a coach and a strength and uh, and fitness strength and conditioning yeah. staff to have to ponder because fuck man, I mean, it's you suspect he's not going to be a hundred percent, right? When yeah, comes, regardless of when he comes back. So the longer yeah. you can stretch it out, the fucking better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's fair because you you can, you can see how easy it can and like because like Reed Marty, I mean, yeah, he plays in the he plays in the middle and does a lot of fucking defense and none of that phased his shoulder at all mm. and he was just diving. To make a tackle and hit the ground the wrong way, and yep. boom, he's gone. Yeah, that's like it. it can just it can just happen in the most unexpected ways. Just ask the bush doctor, mate. The bush doctor knows. <laughs> I mean, it, it came out when he was punching another guy's fist. <laughs> like, uh, 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 um, look, the, the other positive out of this one is um, the mini May. I thought had a solid debut. Um, oh. an, another one, far from, more upside than the other one. Yeah. Well, Far more upside. Well, you know, now you'd, you'd understand more than most why you keep one fucking genetic waste of a brother when the other one's half good. Like, like Jake's pretty no good. No idea what you're talking bit, about. A bit harsher on fucking <laughs> Dylan, but fucking hell. No. Just let the guy get back into the country for fuck's sake before you start murdering <laughs> the fucking poor cunt's character. No, I was well, picking, picking him up tomorrow. I was, <laughs> I was saying that um, that that Jake guy, he's, like, he's very useful for Manly. <laughs> So. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I know where you're going, and it's going to fucking sting when he's wearing a Dalian fucking medal around his neck, um, and probably playing more games than fucking Cleary too this season. Also, when it's all said and done, um, on the socials, I thought. Oh, sorry, I, go for it. I th- Origin Teddy fucking didn't lose the game for the Roosters, but fuck, he cost them dearly in this game at times. Yeah. There was that period there where Panthers were leading, what, 20 to 10, 20 to, I think it was 20 to 10. Yeah. And the Roosters just came down the guts and set after set straight through the middle, making massive fucking meters and ultimately culminated in a try to get them back into the game. And then after that, what did you see? You didn't see that again. What you saw was Teddy going out wide, stopping, propping, spinning around, do a 360, run back. And then by the time he's finished his little fucking pantomime, he's... (laughs) He's fight. He's he's got no fucking players behind him to pass it to. Even if he did get himself half an opportunity yeah. from all of this fucking dipsy doodle shit, and just, he, he like, was just mate, so worried about where Matt Burton was going to come from. Just trust your fucking. Go with what works, bro. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it was working. You know, on the back foot, and the Roosters were well on the front foot. Like, yeah, fucking does my head in sometimes, Teddy. I love you, mate, but you fucking make it hard sometimes. Nathan in the Facebook group. Said with three million worth of players sitting on the sidelines, we still beat the inform roosters. We are the super club killers. <laughs> Brad said Appy's teaching the rest of the Panthers how to fuck young chicks in Queensland. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. 
Winston, solid game. Both teams serious contenders for the grand final when they have full rosters. Well, that's the, the fucking operative word, isn't it? Full rosters. Yeah. Um, and uh, Shanta, is that a promising debut from the little rat bag? Hopefully he can keep the Forbes Fiat on the lawn up on bricks once Toto is back. <laughs> and uh, Ming on Twitter, who's at Nostradacus, said UFOs don't exist. Crop circles are made by Tedesco. <laughs> That's it. And Jeezy tore he tore up fucking Suncorp. Oh fucking <laughs> Which hell. was uh, which was which is dangerous considering that my team was playing on the ground afterward. And, and actually, this is the. I'm moving on. Are we on to the next game now? On to the next game. This was the first game where I've actually started to see some chop from the Queensland stadiums over the extra use they've had over the past, you know, over the past month. Mm. This is probably the first game where Suncorp started to look a bit dodgy. Uh, Melbourne Storm 28 defeated Mighty Manly Sea Eagles 18 at Suncorp, as mentioned. Storm had tries to uh, a double to Justin Ollum, Kenny Bromwich, uh, Cam Munster with tries. Uh, Pappenhausen, three conversions. Hines, two penalty goals. Pappenhausen, one penalty goal. Uh, Manly, uh, a double to Ruben Garrick. Try to Jason Saab, two or three conversions and a penalty goal to Rubes. This was a good, good fucking hit out. And it's a hit out that the boys needed to, you know, instead of beating up, you know, shit, shit tier sides. And uh, look, they acquitted, I think they acquitted themselves very well. Considering they made like what I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think it was something in the in the vicinity of thirteen errors, and basically handed the Storm directly three tries, and not through field position for three tries, literally mistakes leading to the grounding of the ball from the Storm. That being the ultimate difference of the game. I mean, the Storm were great. I mean, they're, they're the benchmark. They did exactly what they do week in week out. Um, I was pleased with the way that the that their their general attack was pretty much completely shut down, except for that one little break at the end there, coming from Jerome Hughes. So they did a great job containing them defensively, um, and like the and the Storm for their part, they did a pretty good job as well. I mean, Manly had I think at the end of the game, I think the eighteen points we scored, we had four tackles in their twenty, which just speaks to um, how well the Storm. Contain like you know stop stop manly by setting up camp and, and applying any pressure, uh, and 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 on the flip side of that is I guess any time manly did have an opportunity they scored immediately. Um, I haven't seen a team really pull the storm apart in the middle like manly did, so I think Desi will be super happy with the way that uh, they moved the ball. But when you're chucking the ball around a lot, obviously, you know sometimes you can drop it as well, and um, that's what happened. And I think in a lot, especially with guys like. Ruben was one of them, and I think the the other one would have been Parker. I think they just looked, I think, like nervous, and I think that just comes from you know the first big game they've had in probably months, and uh, so it's good to get that one out of the way. And uh, yeah, they did a great job, and it did have that feeling of that game towards the end of two thousand and eight that I was talking about in the preview for the game as well, where I think Desi didn't tip anything. To, to the storm in terms of uh, things that he's he, he's planning to do. But, you know, he, he saw enough that, you know, he drew all the mistakes out of the side and they're definitely fucking up there and can take these guys on and beat them. So um, all in all, hate losing, but definitely uh, not unsatisfied with the, the performance as a whole. So that was, that was fucking great. Nate's obviously just reviewed a game he played on Rugby League Live. Um, so Glenn and I will now actually talk about the actual game that happened, uh, in which Go for it. Manly scored three Pisley tries 
against a team that had a fucking sin bin. One of them being an intercept. Oh, here we so go. Was- they had a sin bin. So, so basically, you're going to look at the lines. Say, man, the only penalties Manly got all game were in the last 30 seconds. The sin bin was in the last 20 seconds. So, and, well, uh, again, I'm and, just saying, elite clubs and the intercept, have a and player also off the-, the field and win. Oh, okay, so we're not going to talk about football seriously like this show is known for. We're going to fucking just try and troll. Hang on, wait. Right. Hang on. I've got to stop you right fucking... there. You guys talk as much shit as you want. <laughs> but you can't trot out to both of you. Now, I'm going to put you both in fucking place. You trot out some absolute fucking horse shit on episode after episode. Much of it directed at me. And now you want to sit here and say that this show is. is fucking known for serious rugby league talk. You sir can go and fuck yourself. Um, and look, you know, some people can say, so yeah, you can you can say like an intercept, a ninety-five meter intercept, is like you know, is is like a mistake on the storm's part. Yeah, it was. but it wasn't like it. It didn't hit Saab in the chest. He had to take a fucking AFL style super jump to get it. He basically pushed all his chips in, and it was a fucking all or nothing gamble play, which paid off. So that's uh, that's that's point. And also, the first that. time we've seen the Nofaluma, he did the Nofaluma. Also, we've seen the um, hand up to how a normal person would offer a high five to a child (laughs) to take that fucking intercept. Honestly, he had to jump so high that if he was a basketball, he would have been slam dunking the ball from the top of the backboard. Luke Brooks would have had to pole vault at that level. Luke Luke, Luke Brooks would have to take a fucking lift. Somehow, somehow (laughs) Luke Brooks would have bent physics and knocked that ball on with his arms. (laughs) With his but you did you did remind me though with that try. I mean, like a lot of there's been a lot of talk through the season, like you know, oh Jason Saab's like emerged. Oh, he's you know he's fast. Who's the fastest guy? Who's the fastest player? I wish we could have a match race on Grand Final day, motherfuckers. We just had a 95 meter match race, and the fox wasn't even in the frame when the try was scored. That's the fastest man right there, he Jason did. Saab. Fucking I've, I've game done, set and match. No, I've done the analysis, and he did gain ground on him though. So you're right, he wasn't in the frame, but he gained on him. Giving account. They started from the same. Speed. They started. They started from the five. They started from five meters out. I mean, they started at the same place, so he didn't gain because he was nowhere near him. No, but Saab was already accelerating, and the fox had to stop and turn. Look, I'm, this is a, this is semantics. All I know is I saw a 95 meter match race, not the hundred meters that people would want, you know, um, for the Olympic standards in air quotes. But 95 meters gives you a fair idea. And and uh, and Saab look, like lapped him. I I fucking I love <laughs> I love an intercept try more than anybody anybody in this fucking world. Like, I sit down and get out the lotion and the tissues and type in Ryan Girdler highlights into YouTube. <laughs> he was a specialist. Weekly. Fucking weekly. There's a fantastic montage of him on YouTube that I <laughs> encourage everyone to have on in the background as your child is being born and brought into this world so that that's the first thing their little fucking eyes see. Yeah, um, I thought you'd, you'd want to do it on the night that the child is conceived as well so that, you know, you... You get it. You get the load right. You know. You get it right in there. No, I'd want to be sure it's mine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, um, but is that like, why Noffer's called Goods? Because he takes so many intercepts. Oh, it's interesting. No, it's, what an upgrade. <laughs> um, but seriously, like you know, the an, an intercept try is a valid try, and and it's just like anything else. It was you know, like people say, oh, the, the try was a try from a kick. It was fun. It's, it's still worth it's fucking still a four points. That's that try, that, that whole try. Who started that tries from kick shit? Was it, was someone, was it Mary? Who was it that, that start, you know, like, that started like discount? There was a coach nah, that was it, like, you it know. Was the, it whoever was lost at Penrith in the Luke Walsh era. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was exactly it. Because it, it, it had fucked them. They stopped. They just stopped doing it. Um, yeah. Sorry, PTSD. 
but <laughs> you really did. I wasn't expecting that reaction. That's not fair. That was zero. Luke Walsh was my hero. Yeah, that weird that, little that, that was zero of peroxide, <laughs> peroxide hair and fucking justify your existence tattoos. Uh, <laughs> that was good times. Uh, fucking Travis Burns punching cuts. Great. Um, uh, but in all seriousness, I think this one showed that that man, Manly are Manly's biggest threat. Yes. You know, all, all things equal they should be able to mix it with the top teams and definitely can. But the times they've played the top teams this year, and that being this time against Melbourne when they had a full-strength Penrith earlier in the year, on the surface they stuck with them, but it was their own, like Nate, you alluded to before, their own errors that they, mm-hmm. they need to get out of the game. And and it's all good and well to say, oh, yeah, well, the, you know they need to get the errors out of the game. Actually, getting them out is a, a different prospect, and I think yeah. But victim- having said that, having said that though, if you if you were playing a team and you didn't make errors and you just fucking lost, there's not there's like there's nothing to build on there. Correct. And I th- I think they'd walk away and say, look, if we you know we don't make thirteen errors, yeah. we win the game and probably win it easily. But he, here's the thing where where they're almost a victim of their own success, as in, you know, Glenn, you, you mentioned before in the Panthers Roosters game, iron sharpens iron. Mm. Who do they go up against now? Like for for them to prepare into the finals Eels this week. Yeah, Fuck, fucking really? No. It's we we're going in there. We're going in there as a handicap match though, because through injury and suspension, we'll Mate, probably you're a be chef. down you're three. A chef. We'll be down three props. Step up into your fucking kitchen. Go and get one of your fucking fancy Japanese fucking knives. Right. Go and jam it into a fucking marshmallow, because that's about as fucking close as this game. Next week's game. Is going to be to iron sharpening fucking oh, no, iron. Oh, through, through through injuries and suspension, we're going to be, probably be down three props. So I oh, mean, fuck. Yeah, and, and that's that's you know, Parramatta's got their you know, oh, the if they've Parramatta. got their strength, it's through the middle. Yeah, <laughs> Parramatta, they're fucking um, great. Look, honestly, I fucking told you, I told, I, and I'm not talking to you two specifically. I told all you motherfuckers about Parramatta in like round fucking four, and now you're seeing what I said. And right now you're talking about right. iron sharpening iron, bitch. But. The the thing is here for Melbourne. We're gonna sharpen their, their fucking dicks on their in their fucking mothers <laughs> next week. That's what's gonna happen. Are you gonna put a fucking cheese grater in their vag first? How are you fucking doing that? I feel like you're overthinking it, Jay. I would imagine it's where they keep their cigarette lighters and stuff. So there's just <laughs> you can call it the Church Street wallet or something. I don't know. There you go. Jot it down. Jot it down. I was gonna call. I was gonna call this episode the um, the lift earlier because it's really it was really kind of vague. However, Church Street wallet might be. For the storm though, there was there was not really a point in this game that they looked out of it, and I think that's one of the biggest benefits of being a system team in the way that they are. In that, do Melbourne ever look out of a game? Really? No, not at all. Um, except for when Penrith beat them in the grand final rematch earlier this year, but. <coughs> It really does pay. It's homage. pronounced grand final rematch. <laughs> no, that's how people pronounce it who, who, who cling to that sort no, of shit. T- <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Turbo's not saying it. It's a, it's a, it, yeah, preceded by grand final breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> what meal do you have before the grand final? Breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> 
for Man- Manly to complete at sixty-seven percent, they need to be better. It's just fucking, fucking atrocious. It is. It's it's terrible. But yeah, however, like yeah, so so the thing. All I was saying is that basically, if they if they had their best foot forward through their through their A game at the at the Storm and couldn't fucking do anything to them, then that's something where you really you have to go completely back to the drawing board sort of thing. But when they all they have to look at is. Just cut out the fucking errors. That's something yeah, that I, I think I is think very, it's, it's easy to reverse. I think when they're beating up on minnows, that putting putting their A game forward mm. is relatively easy to do. But each time they've come up against contenders, the errors have come through. So essentially, oh, well, you know, they, they did they did they did face the Parramatta when they were still good. Yeah, but oh, essentially, Manly made them bad. If Manly but, you was know. a person, they would be Mitchell Moses. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Now on that's, the just, that's just that's just that's just uh, also that fucking penalty that fucking cheese got at the end <laughs> well, I mean, was such a crock of fucking shit. You have a fucking Jesus. you have an illness and you need to seek medical attention <laughs> for fucking pouring fuel on this cunt's fire constantly. It was just about out. No, honest, just honestly, just about stomped it out, and you went and poured more fuel on it. Why are you got to be that way? Glenn, Stop it, Glenn. Stop Glenn, doing did, it. Did you, did, Glennie, did you watch the game? Yes. Well, that fucking bullshit penalty at the end with fucking cheese, where someone was running to the line, and they had and, and they had Brandon Smith and right, like right next to them as a you know like a body length away as a runner for the short pass. They threw the dummy, and so they get tackled, and Brandon Smith gets tackled, and all of a sudden that's a fucking that's a penalty all of a sudden. So two people it's are tackled. Fucking- There's not two balls on the field. <laughs> It's fucking irrelevant. They throw the dummy and the guy's in the like he's literally in the fucking line. It's just and that was the that was the fucking ceiling of the game oh, then too. I it's feel like fucking... lost. I've been in hell the whole time. <laughs> oh, see that's see I see what you're trying to do there. And I'll just refuse to acknowledge it. <laughs> because now because, you because used now to say gonna... you used to say, I'm just gonna you know, power you know, through your ignorance. <laughs> I'm uh, yeah, I am I am just gonna power I am just gonna power through and just let the socials happen. Because he knows what he's doing, and there are people listening who know what of he's course, trying to do there. Of course, he knows what he's doing. That's what he fucking does. How the fucking that's that, that's what he does. He always knows what he's doing. That other fucking show where half the cunts disappeared, they all ended up on the lost island. Oh, see, now he's he's basically that, he's saying that shit for an audience of two, and I'm one of them. I know what he's fucking doing, uh, Simon. Rowdy, we're gonna fucking we're gonna fucking give him a hot shot next time. The storm. Set. <laughs> Please, could only improve my year. <laughs> the Storms first rugby league battle has gone full circle. The team that invented the crusher tackle now coaches its players to back in and lay down for the crusher tackle penalty. NRL nil. Thank you. Who said that? Simon. Very, very well fucking well 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 spotted, sir. Yes. Liam. Said seriously, how is Foran one of only two survivors between both sides from the Battle of Brookvale? <laughs> Fucking, it's true. It's amazing how injury free he's been since he D40. left the doggies and the and the eels. Yes. I'm, I, I, frankly, I'm stunned. I thought we'd get fucking twelve games out of him. The wind Super from one up. of Adam Blair's punches tore Foran's hamstring ten years ago, and here he is. Super Grover said, "Lick me on Kill the left it. one, Manly." You just saw the best and gave us our hardest game, and your best was error-ridden with a blown turbo whose numbers tonight equated to an L on the table. Jesus. Uh, And his numbers were still fucking fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> Lambretta said, Melbourne are just so clinical. They're so good at controlling everything. Even when teams come back at them and they're tested, they just trust in their systems and get the job done. One of the greatest sides of all time, and they're not stacked with immortals either. First class. Mm. Jeez. Mm. It, look, it, it's interesting. This Melbourne team has given me reason to rethink the the belief I had on the, the player, player talent players versus coaches. You know, oh, okay. um, meaningfulness equation. Mm. As in, take all those Bronco sides that won premierships, yes, and put any other coach in there, or yeah, you know, and any other good coach, not like Brian Smith or something, and Brad Arthur, yeah, like, you know, would would they have won close to the same amount of premierships? Obviously, there's a, a special, you know, combination there. Um, I think it also though, I think then, it also speaks to the flexibility of Craig Bellamy, especially with some of the behind the scenes. Stuff yeah. that the Storm are pumping out th- through this season, I think he's actually changing himself. Yes, and adapting to the group that he has and, now. And this with, is that thing, right? Yeah. So you take that same example and say, take all of those Broncos players or the majority of those Broncos players out of those Premiership winning sides. Yeah. And just put other randoms from the same era in there, and almost definitely they. They don't win the same amount of premierships, mm. you know. Whereas Craig mm. Bellamy is proving exactly the opposite. He's taking great players out of the side all the time, mm-hmm. and not losing anything. So, I think his greatest attribute as a coach, and 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 Bennett was much the same. Um, and in the fact that guys gilfs. that sorry, he fucks gilfs. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please let me finish because that's not where I was going. <laughs> guys that under any other, to your point, guys that are under any other coach are probably, you know, fringe first graders or, or regular mm. first graders mm. are now regular origins players. Yeah. You know, or guys that are, you know, really highly regarded and they may move on from the Storm because they get offered big money contracts that the Storm can't can't match. Um but for any other club, they're they're playing a bit of first grade and probably peter out in a few years. You know, mm. he's just mm. he just has that ability to to wring every last ounce of talent and ability out of out of each player in each position. Yeah, that's it. Mm. I still the the one mystery he hasn't solved yet, and you know, hopefully, you know, for the if if I was a Storm fan, I'd say hopefully for their sake, he figures out what he's going to do with. Pappenhausen, and when he brings him on, yeah, and you know, with Nico Hines, I mean, well, I he's getting closer, I think, but yeah. he's—I don't think he's there quite yet. I think he, you know, legitimately medically, I think he's probably hesitant to pull the trigger and put him back in, yeah, uh, for for the players' safety as well. But um, I don't think they truly know, and we spoke about it the other week. I don't think anyone truly knows just how bad. Oh, but if he's playing, is. no. But if he's playing, he's okay. I reckon if he's playing, he's right. Yeah, yeah. But they but are not, managing they're not, him. They're not putting him you know, on. They even. are managing him. Yeah. In, you know, managing his minutes and. Yeah, but if someone's not right, they're not right for they're not right for thirty minutes or zero minutes. You know what I mean? Like yeah, no, no, no. I get what you're saying, and and yeah. he was obviously at that point when they were sort of naming naming in on extended bench and, yeah, and then yeah, pulling him out. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's progressing, but it it was clearly far far worse than. You know, just a fucking head knock. Like it was. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's obviously very serious. Yep. Nice. Um, you done with the socials there? Done with the socials. Okay, the uh, Tigers 28 defeat the Bulldogs 16 at Seabus on the Sunday. Tigers tries to uh, luch a double to Malmolo and Tommy Talao with a try. Dewey, four conversions and two penalty goals. Doggy 16 tries to Meany, Waddell, Corey Allen and uh, Avrilo, two conversions. Look, we had some technical difficulties that prevented us doing the live stream on the day, which we'll reschedule for another Sunday game soon, but probably the return match for these two, maybe. But, (laughs) oh my fucking God, this game was the 34-player personification of fucking AIDS. Uh, on a weekend, on a, a weekend with probably on a weekend that probably had some of the best football we've seen and closest games that we've seen all season. Yeah, they're pretty good at managing AIDS right now. Like you can live with it. <laughs> well, I mean, we're not dead, are we? We're just talking about how shit it was. You, well, you know, just like AIDS. <laughs> you know, also, you don't even have to be that careful. You can you can avoid passing it on to your children. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Glennie. Please continue. <laughs> Do you think Magic Johnson has to watch this game, or does he just pay a lot of money and he can avoid if it? If Magic Johnson had to, if Magic Johnson was forced to watch this game, he would have stopped taking his AZT and whatever else cocktail he was on, <laughs> and and we wouldn't be and we wouldn't be celebrating the you know him his his miraculous recovery. He'd be fucking in the ground long exactly. ago. Look, this with Tom Hanks and Antonio said, all, all Magic Johnson does is post fucking the most wholesome Twitter content. On the face of the earth, like, have you seen? Magic you know who's, Johnson's t- you know who's no, you, no. But I'll tell you, who's, while he's talking about wholesome Twitter content, you know who's who's one of the most wise and wholesome figures on Twitter these days? OJ Simpson. <laughs> oh my god, the wisdom about getting the vaccine, wearing masks, and everything. He's fucking and gloves. He's got to wear gloves. <laughs> oh, I tell you. Um, Magic Johnson posts Twitter posts. Every one of them is like you're back in the 70s and you know that thing you see in American movies from the 70s, people come back from holidays and they've got the slideshow where they <laughs> yeah. click through the photos. <laughs> Every one of them is captioned like us at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> it's, the fucking, it's the greatest Twitter account ever. I fucking love it. Look, they're scrappy and, and then there's this. And to be honest, I was I was hoping after, after last week that um, – the Tigers would come out and really try and make a, a statement. I feel like they did make a statement, but not the statement I was hoping they would make, um, given that they dropped the ball on the third tackle of the match. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it look, there were patches where it got better than that, but there was... There were signs, I feel, albeit against ordinary opposition, where we put some decent sets together, and there were also signs where we looked like the ordinary opposition. And against a team that's won two games all season, that's probably about all I really need to say. But it's pretty disappointing that there wasn't a higher level of energy um, from the start, given the position that they're in. The way they played last week, the spray they would have caught from Madge, which I'm sure we'll see uh, in later episodes of Tiger Town. Hopefully, <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're, all jokes aside, if they were to win the rest of their games, even discounting the Penrith game, um, other results 
go their way, which they never do, um, they could they could slip into the eight. And you would think a side with that sort of opportunity in front of them, given the season they've had, and that they would say now's the time to to show up and play with that energy. And didn't, and didn't we do the ladder predictor and figured out that's just impossible? No, you did. And I feel like the results were heavily stacked against the Tigers. No, I even gave you the you Cowboys had, game. Sorry, I gave you the Cowboys game as well. Look, I just want to say four, four games, points. four games Thank left, you. four games left. Assuming the Tigers win every game, would put them on a final uh, total of twenty-eight competition points. Dragons won't win another game. So, so, so what you need to hope, so you basically need if you win all games, you have to hope that I mean you can be knocked out by. Warriors, Dragons, Sharks, and, and Knights winning all their games. Mm. Oh, the, sorry, Raiders and Titans as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking. That's uh. Mate, I'm, I'm not. I'm and, not saying it's not likely because the Raiders and Titans. Like, oh, sorry, no, so no, sorry, mate. If you if you win all your games, I'm oh, sorry, I fucked. Up. I was looking. There's 24 points. Sorry. So so with that being the case, if the Titans and the Raiders and the Knights, if either of those two sides win two games, you got you're done. They only have to win half their games. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fucking chewing. So I think you got um so considering that the Titans oh well they got South Melbourne and Newcastle, so let's let's put a line through them. They'll get one of those maybe. And and the, the Raiders issue, have got Melbourne, Manly and Warriors, like they'll only win one game. The issue as well. you've got is the Knights play the Titans. So one of them will win yeah. that game. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So that's a guaranteed two points to one of them. You know what it, yeah. you know where you know where it's headed. I know where it's headed. It's heading for a fucking must-win final round game against to the Bulldogs ninth. to finish ninth. <laughs> oh, we are definitely doing a game companion for this game. Look, the I've, stakes couldn't be higher. Unfortunately, I, I think they could because even with you winning both dogs games and the Cowboys game, and with the other sides, like the the Dragons aren't going to win another one. You're right. Um, you still finish tenth on what I've got here. Now, the the only thing that's not taking into account is for and against. Mm. Yeah, and your for and against is diabolical. So yeah. I don't think you can rely on that at any stage. Yeah. Well, we do uh, have to play the dogs, so that'll be another plus ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to say, like fucking, literally exhibit A that we're talking about right now. Yeah. Um, I, uh, You're not getting it. sixty. That's I, I think for and against get you. Because the Titans finish, on, again, just in, on my predictor, the Titans finish on 22 points, and so do the Tigers. But it's for and against that kills you. Mm. Right. And look, the Tigers could lose every fucking game too, just as easily as win every game. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. They could lose it. the lot of them. So, But look, I'm glad that you're somewhat back to... Imagine if you didn't lose that game against the Warriors that time. You'd be, you'd be, I'd be feeling confident for you, Glenny. Would I be? I'd probably be... An unbearable cunt. No one wants that. Look, you've learned, you've learned over ten seasons of pain. Have I really? <laughs> yeah, I, I think really? so. It's a different. It's a different Glenny. <laughs> You're not flexing buys. No one scoring tries. <laughs> You're right. No, not enough people <laughs> scoring tries. Um, I will say that, uh, and I I did send uh, Nate a message in this game, making inquiries as to what type of player Jackson Hastings was, because. <laughs> If we trot Luke Brooks out in the seven next year uh, on the regular and we get the roller coaster ride of a 40-20 and we take the tap and two tackles later 
the same bloke that kicked the forty twenty is dropping the ball stone cold with no one around him. Um, actually, um, just I'll I'll correct you there. He kicked the forty twenty, then threw a forward pass. It was a, it was the next set that was it, dropped, oh, sorry. dropped the ball. Cold. My bad. Yes, yes. yes. That was one I, of two forward passes he threw. Yeah. Yep. Uh, dropped the ball cold. Um. The player, one of the well, I don't want to say the player I'm most disappointed because I was pretty disappointed in plenty of them. But I just want to remind you, you did win this one. Yeah, I know. But it's the fucking Bulldogs. We should have won by sixty, and we didn't. <laughs> um, the try that the first try that the Bulldogs scored, where they went straight through the fucking middle early in the game, and our captain, oh, our captain, who came out during the week and said he's got to be more vocal with his leadership and really take this group by the scruff of the neck. Like I'm paraphrasing, but you know, really should stand up and and uh, you know harden the group and um, was left flailing in the middle as someone ran straight past him and he barely laid a fucking fingernail on them. Um, I was just not sure that's the type of leadership that he was talking about. Maybe putting your fucking shoulder into a tackle on a fucking much smaller man might have been the order of the day there. I just find it very frustrating being a West Tigers supporter in summer, in case you hadn't noticed. Yeah. Man, all I'm doing as you review Tigers games now is just thinking that that anything you've said is just too easy for our good mate One-Eyed Tiger to make his fucking meme out of this week. <laughs> so I'm going to throw the caveat down that he's now no longer allowed to take your sound bites from Tigers reviews. <laughs> he has to get them elsewhere in the episode. So. Fucking hell. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it is, the, it is the best show, though. The best show I look forward to the, each week. Uh, second, yeah, well, yeah, Tales Ahead of from Tiger Town. Tiger Town. <laughs> Tales. <laughs> uh, Tales from fucking Toowoomba Town. Terry on the socials said, a West Tigers game just saw the best flick pass of all time. And he was, of yeah, course, referring to Meany's yes. first try. Mm. I forgot great. all about that. I that remember when great. I saw it, I was like, oh, I can't wait to say that to Glenn. Because <laughs> I know how much he loves the Benji one. Uh, <laughs> the greatest moments of my life. Joey. He's lucky the Pfizer got me and I fell asleep immediately afterwards and well, totally forgot about the fucking game. Up. Didn't quite get you because you're still here <laughs> and you didn't die. Oh, much to the delight of of, uh, of my number one fan, your wife. You'd be absolutely crushed. Oh, fuck, she would. Uh, like, no, babe, we don't really need to go to the funeral. Fucking. No, Glenn, we're going. He's making up fake articles, cutting letters out, going, Brisbane in lockdown. Yeah, that's, that's Simone rang, Simone rang and said, we're not welcome. I, I, I don't think it's spelled L-O-C-H-D-O-W-N. <laughs> fuck off, fuck I've been to Scotland. <laughs> Uh, Joey said, dogs are showing their normal big effort, just don't have the skills. Tigers are showing fuck all effort and have no skills. <laughs> but we still won. Mendoza said, Luke Brooks kicking a 40-20, then throwing a forward pass, then knocking on is the most Luke Brooks thing ever. Brooksing should be a verb. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be an urban dictionary shortly. Maybe yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Maybe next year, instead of uh, be there for an offload, it's is your mate Brooksing. <laughs> Danny. Stealing a living and making an absolute cunt of himself. 
Danny said, fuck my team suck and make it hard for themselves. It's bad when you're watching and say to yourself, please trade Luke Brooks for Croft. Anything has to be better. <laughs> that is uh, desperate times. The man we all know that Croft has now gone to Salford. Yep. Where? Salford. One-Eyed Tigers Good an boy, absolute punisher Good boy, Glenny. Do the game. word. Do the line. Do the line. <laughs> Absolute punish of a game for supporters. Can't imagine how neutrals would have lasted a full time. If nothing else, it was a strong argument for relegation. No way these two teams deserve to play in the same premiership competition with the likes of Melbourne, Manly, and Penrith. Fuck off, Nisbet. Fuck off. Ouch. Make a meme out of that. There you go. That's it. <laughs> You'll do three this week just so we can put that one in. One. <laughs> Finally, the Titans 36 defeat the Cowboys 14 at Seabus. The Titans 36 came through a double to Brian Kelly. Uh, Brimson, Fafita, Firma, Taylor, and Herbert with tries. Sexton, four of seven conversions. The Cowboys 14 tries to Dearden, Valentine, Holmes, and Kyle Felt. Holmes, one of three conversions. I feel like the Titans, of all the teams looking to make the Encouragement Award Cup come finals time, are one team that looks more likely than any other to, that they actually want to be there um, and want to make the finals. I feel like there's, you know, whilst some of their skills at times um, can let them down, I feel like, you know, in this game the effort was there, which is what you want to see if your team's still in the finals race. Um, if the Titans are, in fact, one of those teams to make it in seventh or eighth spot, You'd have to say that none of the other teams in that bracket are going to want to face Fafita or Tino in a sudden death game when you know they're going to be on. Um, I think that's that's a pretty formidable ace up their sleeve in a um, in a sudden death finals game coming into that bottom half of the eight. So um, Fafita had his moments in this game as well, and um, overall I thought the Titans performed pretty well. Cowboys try as they might. Just um, couldn't quite get there. The the Titans, I, I guess, can only play what's what's in front of them, you know. And and as patchy as they've been, I think the foundation's there. Mm. You know, I, I, I don't think things like Ash Taylor on a million bucks a year foundation mm. is there. They, they've got the pieces, but, right? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, yeah, exactly. And and there's enough of a mix between. Like guys that are, are, are game breaking just because of their physical attributes, which yeah. you need in your team. Like the you need the Fafitas of the world, and then there's those guys like um, Corey Thompson out in the back. Um, fucking uh, what's his name that took unders Don. You yep. know when 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 he's fit and healthy and and there mentally, he's as damaging as any other outside back. In the competition, he's a legit, so legit threat in the air. Ex- exactly, and mm. and I think it's now just time for them to start accepting, you know, who they are. That like, okay, we've got these pieces. Now we really just need to find a style of play that suits us and stick to it every fucking week. Mm. That's their thing. It's okay, Fafita. You, you need to be on every fucking week. You know, Ash, you need to understand that if you put uh, four kicks a game on the try line. Don's going to bring down minimum one of them and score four points. Mm. You know, every fucking week. 
the, the rest we can work out. But uh, if I'm a Titans fan, I'm not over the moon, but I'm I'm happy with what they've achieved this year in, in terms of building. So, What are they going to do with Jamal Fogarty? Well, he has, to, he's he good. has to play seven. He's good. To, he's good to go though, mm. and he was overlooked for Sexton this week. Yeah, I. He was good to go for that game. I I think it's a risk playing. You know, they've got some important games coming up. I think it's a risk playing a guy that's played two single, games, single yeah. digit first grade yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Fogarty was in great form before he was there. Yeah, so. but but counter to you know what what we were saying about someone like Cleary beforehand. Mm. their season doesn't rest on his shoulders exclusively. He, no. He's not that linchpin. Um, you, you'd also probably want there to be some sort of internal debate in the club at this stage so he doesn't just walk back in. Mm. You know, as, yeah. as good a form as he was in beforehand, it's not like he was undeniable. And it's just like, you're fit, back you go. Yeah, I don't know. I'll tell you, I mean, earlier in the season when we had like Peyton, you know, having potential problems with Tamalolo, like, fuck, I wonder if this game did anything to help mend their relationship with Tamalolo on the edge for the first time, or, you know, barely any time in his career. Mm. And holy fuck, he was hopeless. Like, yeah. in defense, he was caught out so, like, yeah. for pace and, like, lateral ability so badly. It's not his spot. And, and you no, it's no, no, it's not. You so don't just, have to be a fucking a rocket scientist or. Uh, Apparently, you don't even have to be a first-grade coach to pick up on that. But here's the thing that gets me. Why do you have to play him positionally the same in attack and defense? Mm. Yeah. If you say, okay, you are absolutely fucking gigantic and can bully the fuck out of people on an edge, we're going to stick you there in attack. Your whole or just put some variation in there and throw him out there like, you know, one player set. That's it. Mm. When they're 20 metres yeah. out or something. Or, you know, or he see that centre? We, we want you to get one-on-one with him yep. as many times as you can, as many yep. times as you can. However, when we don't have the ball, get back in where you are. And that's, that's not yep. JT's fault that he wasn't doing that, but... Mm. He he was doing what he was told. He was yeah. he was playing where he was where he was told to play. He's also equally damaging at the back end of a half, um, yep. through the middle, with yep. tired big fellas that can't match yeah. his footwork. That's it. Well, this the, 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 there's there's a certain point where you just boil it down to the fact it's a really simple game, and say what's wrong with fucking a guy collecting two hundred and fifty meters for our team. Mm. Or just why why are you fucking with that? That's the one yeah. piece of the team that you knew, whatever the stats are, right? 200-odd metres. Mm. Yep. He's yep. going to make this many runs. He's going to make that many tackles. He's going to make fuck-all errors. Mm. Yep. And when he makes those runs and those metres, the cunts behind him are going to lift. Yeah. Why is that the thing that you're fucking with in that team? Why, why don't is you that charge not someone the one else? thing you don't change? Well, because yeah, they, why, why because don't you they charge someone lifting. else with fucking shattering, shadow him for an offload? To finish off what he does, what he starts. That's it. The problem wasn't him. The problem was that they weren't lifting. They weren't what? going with. Don't it. change him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. It's- I mean, if someone's getting you, like, you know, for argument's sake, someone's getting like biting off 250 meters for your game. Yeah. That's a foundation, solid fucking foundation yeah. to build off. What yeah. is your response to that? Going, mate, I need you to change. What's the other yeah. fucking half a dozen blokes that are responsible to play off the back of that? Go get better cuts. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, he, here's the thing. Look look at how much it's damaged Penrith not having Toto in the back. Mm. Yeah. You know, and and he's not doing it, tiring out eight guys per set either. Yeah. So no. um socials on this one. Ben says looks like a crowd figure of twelve thousand at Seabus today. <laughs> it is one of the better grounds though for like the color coordination of the seats and stuff like yeah. that to give the impression yeah that's it Andrew said wow JT looks totally spent he looks like he doesn't want to be there not wrong is this the first instance of a long term deal being bad for the player like almost every other long term deal I can think of <laughs> went went poorly for the club for the club yeah that's you know, a good point. This is the first one where the player's gone, fucking hell, probably shouldn't have taken the 10 I've, years. I've, I've <laughs> burnt the largest chunk of my career. Yeah. It's easy to feel warm and fuzzy when you, you know, when you want a comp and... Fucking hell. <laughs> um, at Australia on Twitter, said, I haven't tweeted this week in league for years, but we'll, yeah, do, so, but we'll do so now to point out that an anagram of the Titans halfback's name is Tony Sexbot. <laughs> that's why I oh, love it um, fucking hell I need, I need glasses for this one uh, at Habana Cow on Twitter oh, I'll be looking at my dick <laughs> why would I have that on my phone <laughs> I don't know why do you have half the shit on the phone did you <laughs> I mean we've got his dick on our phone because he's the type of sensor but you're not the sort of <laughs> yeah I can't get the doctor to tell me what. <laughs> Fucking hell. The, that stupid doctor. So, this is stepdad today. Was cleaning up the bathroom. And she's had a tumble and split herself open on the vanity. Right? Jesus. Down, like, right right under the, uh, the eyebrow. Legit. That's it. She'll make me a sandwich next time. <laughs> but, gone down to the fucking GPs. Booked it in. In there. This, then she gets home. She's like, "Oh, this doctor. She was so fucking lovely." She was. You Did know, you go with? No, I was at work. Oh, okay. Like, geez, you would have got some ordinary looks. I know. Hey, <laughs> I know. Um, last time I got a look like that from the doctor was when I took my sister to get the morning after pill. <laughs> that was fucking awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. I couldn't resist. <laughs> And then there was like half Don't a second. judge me. And that's the thing. I, I was too fucking stupid to realise that this doctor was judging me. <laughs> and I've, when I've realised, I've cracked up laughing. And he didn't think that was amusing. <laughs> so, did but, you did you counter that by saying, "Don't worry, mate. This is a long way from the weirdest shit I've done." I was like, "Buddy, you, buddy, you can frown on me now, but, but you know, believe me, in a decade, it'll be the number one category on fucking Pornhub." <laughs> Well, no, the thing was, I, I realised why he was fucking giving me filthies. And I've come out and just gone, man, I'm a fucking brother. As in, it wasn't fucking me. Like, I'm, I'm here yeah, for moral yeah. support. But yeah. there was half a fucking second where he didn't get that. <laughs> and the fucking look. Of, and he was, again, one of those fucking Jesus doctors. So, like, I only believe in the science that I want. Uh, but anyway... Yeah, so this fucking doctor she went to, who was lovely and stitched her up or glued her up and did all of this stuff and da 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 da, was the same one that I went to after Magic Round where we ate nothing but spicy chicken for three days and I blew my back door out. And try as I might, I could not get this fucking woman to look at my date. Like there was something <laughs> wrong with it. Like wrong. You've seen, you've seen the photos. 
There was look. I'm going to say there was something wrong with it. (laughs) (laughs) Definitively. Yeah. Oh, but you know, smash your head on a fucking vanity, and this woman loves looking at blood. Fucking hell. Um. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Very complex individual, mate. (laughs) True story. It was all true. I know. Uh, I have no idea where I was before that. We were talking about the socials, <laughs> maybe. Well, that's why lost, I'm after lost we should Toby, yeah, there, lost there we Tony Sexbot. Habana Cow said the year of the stupid Tomololo experiment's gone wrong. Who has ever seen him play and thought that bloke would make a great edge forward? Peyton has, apparently. That's it, exactly. And that's us. All right, and on that note then, it is uh, full time for episode 423. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us in a multitude of ways. So head yourself over to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links, and you'll have links to all our social media presences, uh, other ways to consume the show, our uh, website, and of course our uh, our Patreon. Um, before I close the show, let's give a shout out to some wonderful patrons, Tom Bennett, and Ben, thank you so much for getting on board, fellas. And uh, if you'd like to support the show, jump on patreon.com forward slash tool nation or drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend. All that shit helps and uh, it's all wonderful. Um, and support, of course, support the, the sponsors who support the show. Um, anything else you want to add, fellas? You've, uh, you've, you've entertained me tremendously this evening and kept me, kept me going. For a couple of extra hours. Oh, just, you know, to, to be serious for a moment, you know, our our listeners down in Sydney are still doing it exceptionally fucking tough. Um, you know, people in Melbourne have just gone back in. Uh, now people, yep. people in Cairns, you know, North Queensland are getting a taste of it now. So, like, legit, there's, there's nothing any of us are going to say about the, the situation at the moment that's going to make anything better, but... You know, fuck, we, we empathise with you and and really hope it all ends soon and, and shit can go back to normal. So so hang on. You know, if you can help anybody in any way, help them. If you need help, ask for it. You know, the, the this shit's unprecedented and there's no fucking playbook for it. Um, so just, yeah, do do the best if you, you can. If you think, if you, if you have know someone out there who's struggling and thinks that it might uh, make their day better, to listen to to uh, a couple of guys talking about um, one of their assholes after a, a, a weekend of Nashville hot chicken, then by all means send to thisweekinleague.com. Or if you just, if you if you just think a photo of a dude's blown out asshole it would would cheer them up, just join uh, our Patreon. Hit me up, hit, hit, hit me up, and I'll post the photo. <laughs> uh. Look, I think that could help Gladys at the moment. So. She, yeah. she obviously needs all the cheering up she can get. Indeed, indeed. All right, fellas, you got any last words, Glennie, before we wrap this one up? No, I appreciate it. I was um, not to the same level as you, but it's been a fucking big day and just uh, it's always good. It's good you fucking bring some laughter out and you bring some weird shit to the table, but <laughs> I fucking love it. Told you I'm the Matisse Thibault. <laughs> <laughs> you're easily easily 
the most complex individual I've ever encountered in my life. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult, but oh. it is what it is, my friend. <laughs> I fucking appreciate the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, I'll talk to you fellas on Wednesday. Later. Okay, see ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.